Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. There's one that's really smart, and he becomes the Statue of Liberty, and Charlton Heston's like, what? Hey, Jen. Hey, Taylor. Jen. What? Did you hear about this new piece of technology that you can actually sort of talk to your dog? No. Yeah, I I downloaded it. It had like a free trial on the web. And Uh so I went and I downloaded it and we've got this new puppy. So I want to see how smart he is. And I was like, let's just start with some arithmetic because that's what you do with your dog. Okay. And so I asked Echo, what's two minus two? And he said nothing. (laughs) Is that a dad joke? It is. I just read like a whole bunch of them on the internet and I'd never heard that one before. And I love it so much. Is that a dad joke in honor of Father's Day this weekend? Jen, I've got to get in the spirit. We all do. We do. All right. So, Taylor started it. <laughs> we want to hear your best dad joke. What do you call a chicken staring at a salad? I don't know. Chicken sees a salad. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, mom man. sent me that one the other day, and I just, I've been saying it for the last two days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you say sees his or sees her? Sees a. Sees a. Chicken sees a salad. Like oh. a New York accent. Oh, okay. Sees a. Sees a salad. Chicken sees a salad. Do you have anybody that you'd like to say happy Father's Day to? I'd like to give a happy Father's Day to my awesome husband and my dad. How does a little bit of extra money sound right now? Oh, great. I mean, everything's so much more expensive, trying to make ends meet. Yeah, so you got you got a way that we can make some extra money? You can make some extra money from the comfort of your own home. Okay, this is sounding better. You What's don't up? have to go into the office. You really don't even have to do anything. You just have to be part of some research. There's a company. <laughs> what? They want to do some research, and all you have to do to be in the research is just allow them to release 100 cockroaches into your home. <laughs> How many what? 100 cockroaches. <laughs> oh, they yeah. release them into your home, and then I guess they have some like different pest control measures that they're working on and they just want to see if how they work and they're going to monitor your home and the cockroach population and see how things go. They're going to monitor the cockroach population in your home? They'll pay you 2000 bucks for that. 2000 That's what I said! That's not enough! I, <laughs> I mean, I was doing the, the thing in my head, like if someone came up to me and said, I will pay you to release 100 cockroaches in your house, the least amount of money I'd take, like it would have to be big deal money. Like, I'd start at $10,000. You actually... Th- thought about this well, like sure. you sat in your sure. office and you were like in this economy you got to you got to do those calculations so you can be ready for those conversations i don't know that there's any amount of really? money that would entice me to sleep in the same home that i knew there were that i knew there were 100 cockroaches crawling around here's the other scary thing this I don't is think a- I could, but how would you know if they were all ever gone exactly oh no and no. they're doing experimental <laughs> pest control measures i mean these Capacity control mentors could, they could let these, they could procreate more. This is how monster movies start. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to try and control the cockroach population. All of a sudden, it's Planet of the Cockroaches. (laughs) And there's one that's really smart, and he becomes the Statue of Liberty, and Charlton Heston's like, what? (laughs) Talking about things that are so uplifting, like sharing your house with cockroaches on purpose. This is a real way you can make 2,000 bucks. 
It's like this pest control company. They want to test out some pest control measures. And so they're offering $2,000 to anybody who will let 100 cockroaches just come and live with the house with them while they experiment on these pest control measures. Release the cockroaches! So, uh, Polly, are you are you in on this? Absolutely not. No amount no. of money? They could offer me the value of my house <laughs> and they can put in all the cockroaches they want. And I'm out the door with all my possessions, buying something not down the street, but maybe in the next town. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. $2,000 to release 100 No. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, the no. dollars per cockroach is way off there. Yeah. Very far off. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I mean, $2,000 goes so fast anymore in I this know. economy. <laughs> That's just two tanks of gas. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, if you're just getting in your car and you're turning on the radio and you're thinking to yourself, I wonder what Taylor and Jen are talking about today. We're talking about cockroaches. And if you're asked, well, why are you talking about cockroaches, Taylor and Jen? That's a super question. It's his fault. Look, why saw, are we talking about cockroaches, Taylor? I saw this news story and the first thought in my mind is, what would be the least amount of money I would take to be part of this study? All right, well, tell them to study. It, it's a, a company that wants to do some research into pest control measures. <laughs> and so they want to release 100 cockroaches into your house. <laughs> For $2,000. And $2,000 is not the least amount of money I'd take for that. I would need at least $10,000. Nope. There, there's nothing for Jen. Nope. And, and I don't know, like, cockroaches were just kind of part of the tapestry of my growing up. like Because you're from Texas. I grew up in Texas around pecan trees. Like, they were just, cockroaches were everywhere. Oh. Always cockroaches. Cockroaches like pecan trees? I think they liked our house. Like, you just, you got used to seeing them, and then mom would spray the pesticide, and you just find one lying on its back somewhere. Oh, and- that was just my house. But I'm realizing, and I can't believe I did this. Oh, my God. Because I'm, I'm still, I'm a little grossed out by cockroaches still. But I have actually pet a hissing cockroach before. Why? They, I, listen, right now, I could not tell you why. But there was, it were, there was a zoo exhibit, and they had those Madagascar hissing cockroaches. And they have, like, little breathe holes in, the, in their sides. I mean, just think about it. As if cockroaches weren't bad enough, one that makes noises at you. And you, you, you like, it's like when you pet them, they hiss. It's like, it's like when you push down on a, a thing of bacon in the skillet and it's like, that's what it does is you pet the cockroach and you go, okay, could we just ask the question, why is anybody petting a cockroach? I don't know. I'm looking back on it now. I'm like, why did you do that, young Taylor? But that's an experience that I now have in my memories. Hey, Sherry, do you have a cockroach story? I had the privilege of home educating my children, and we went to an entomology 101 course out at Pioneer Hybrid. And my boys both came home with Madagascar hissing cockroaches. What? They brought them home? They gave them away? They each had one. They stayed in separate rooms. My children gave them names. So one was Maddie. The other one was Car. Car. Madagascar kissing cockroaches. We were told that as long as we kept them separated, we would be okay. We had one that did not have to have a spouse to have babies. Uh-huh. One day we woke up. And in the little cage, there were 16 baby cockroaches. I'm done. I quit. No. Bye. 
Hey, you yeah, have a I, super day. I, I I'm done. The panic that ensued until we went piece by piece through each of the little wood chips that were in there to make sure that there were no babies left behind. I just simply could not rest. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, this, this just has to be a fluke. She had 23 babies all by itself. And I decided, okay, that's it. We are done with these cute little pets that don't need much attention. Thank you to all the dads who are mm. so faithful in their ability to tell bad dad jokes. You got some for us, Autumn? When the Noah's Ark opened up and all the animals were coming out, Noah said, go forth and multiply. Then two snakes came up crying and he said, what's the matter? He's like, we're adders. Oh! <laughs> I have another one. Okay. What happens when the pink panther stepped on an ant? I don't know. Dead ant. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for calling. Is there anybody you want to say happy Father's Day to? I would like to say it to my father. If you live somewhere in beautiful rural Iowa, and yesterday you looked out your back window and you saw the Life 107.1 station vehicle turning around in your backyard... <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to apologize for that. <laughs> First of all, Jen was a superhero yesterday because she offered to drive to Polk City where we have a tower that needed some maintenance. And she was like, yeah, I think I can handle that if we've got our engineer telling me what buttons to push. Yeah, basically, I, I had him on the phone in my ear and I drove the station vehicle. But, you know, radio towers aren't like where the Casey's is. No, they don't put them in, in strip malls. <laughs> so... You have to navigate to mm -hmm. them. Not a problem, right? I've got Siri. Yeah. Siri and I are buddies. I tell Siri where I'm going and Siri directs me all the way just about to where this tower is. And I see it off in the distance. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, there it is. And Siri takes me right to this road. I'm like, okay. So I turn onto this little teeny gravel and grass road and I see this tower and I'm going to go head to this tower. And as I'm driving down the road, the road disappears and it turns into a beautiful backyard. Yep, like back somebody's beautiful mowed backyard. You just drove into someone's backyard. So I, <laughs> I'm like, this is obviously wrong. I must have missed something. I turn around and I go back. I call Taylor. Taylor, I can't get to the tower. Um... Jen, you should be able to get to the tower. Taylor, I can't get to the tower. Maybe you should call our engineer. So I called the engineer and I'm like, Dave, I cannot find this road. It keeps taking me into somebody's backyard. And he says, well, you should see this, this and this. And I turn my head to the left. And there are all the things <laughs> that he says I should see. And right behind them is a radio tower. So you... I you was just, looking to the right. You turned was, the wrong direction. I was at exactly the right spot on this road. I was looking to the right. All I had to do was turn my head four inches. <laughs> and there was the radio tower. Do you know why I love this morning's conversation so very much, Taylor? Why, Jen? Because I know now that I am not alone. You're not the only one who doesn't know the difference between your left and your right when you're out driving. It's true. I'm 36 and I don't know my right from my left. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You're in a safe place. Neither do I. <laughs> 
So my fiance knows that he has to ask me twice or at least three times. <laughs> if I say right, he'll be like, right? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, right. And then he'll be like, you mean right? And I'm like, no, I meant left. <laughs> Did oh you goodness. say he's your fiance? Yes. Do you have a ring? Yes. That's on your left hand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and what makes it even sadder is I'm a nurse. <laughs> Gonna make an incision on the left side of the body. Are we sure? At any given time in our lives, we have challenges with navigation. Mm-hmm. Just maybe not quite so pronounced as this. A couple summers ago, my friend of mine went out to a cabin of our families in Colorado. And I mean, it's just a straight drive west, and then you come back and go east. But we were on our way back and stopped halfway in, in Nebraska. And got up the next morning, and I was driving, and we kept thinking, wow, we've seen this stuff before. Oh, Oh, no. no. Yeah, we drove all the way back to the Colorado State Line. (laughs) When it said, said, welcome to Colorado, I said, Beth, I think we better turn. (laughs) I don't know who you are in Slater or Sheldahl, Iowa, but... You have a really nice backyard, and I know that because I turned around in it twice yesterday (laughs) when I was trying to find one of our radio towers. I turned right when I should have turned left, and I did it twice. And I would love to make fun of you, Jen, but I literally just had possibly an even more embarrassing navigational problem. Just this past weekend. What did you do? Well, I was going to go pick up some gifts for some friends that we were going to their wedding shower. Okay. And we had done like the online order at Bed Bath & Body Works. Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) Again, you don't even know the name of the store. I've never physically been inside that store. So so you went to Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond. The one right over there on University by PetSmart. It is a freestanding shop, not one inside the mall. And so I go in... And I tell the person who meets me at the door, I'm picking up an online order. And she says, great. And she goes into this back room and she pulls out a a plastic bag of whatever goodies Lindsay had gotten for our friends. And she said, "Okay, the exit, you just have to go back around there. And she kind of points off to the side. And I was like to exit the store to exit. And I was like, well, the entry door is right behind me, but I guess I can't go in the entry. So I start moseying on over in the direction that she pointed. Back, and I back around there. Keep on moseying and I keep on moseying and I see an exit sign. And I'm like, great. I'm in the right. I'm heading the right way. And I find myself on the opposite end of the store. I am off to the beyond part of Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> and it's the fire exit that I have walked to. And I was like, OK, I think I, I think I overshot things a little bit. And so I have to turn back around and walk by past all these other store employees, all these people. And I I realized as I get back to where I started that she had been pointing me. It's one of those where you go through the checkout line and then it's like a catty corner exit from the entrance. It was literally like 20 feet from where you were standing. And I had to walk past the woman that told me how to get there. First of all, she didn't stop me from walking all the way to the beyond. She just sat there and she's like, he'll figure it out. We did not make eye contact on my way out of the building. I'm in my head on this now. Because I've been... I have been messing up the name of this store for the last, I I think, week that I've been telling people this happened to me. Because you had navigational challenges and you got lost inside a store. What's the name of the store? 
Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond. There's no body works there. No, that's the, combining. That's the a mashup. Body, the body works are at the mall. <laughs> and yes. Bed Bath and Beyond is a freestanding store. Is a freestanding store. That's the one that I got <laughs> lost in. You got thoughts about that, Bethany? I just have to tell you, Taylor, that my dad also refers to it as Bed Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> and I don't blame him because he's usually dragged there by like my mother uh-huh. or my sisters yeah. and I. But my mom has also started doing it, and she knows the difference. <laughs> it flows off the tongue really easily. <laughs> she'll call me and she'll be like, I have Bed Bath and Body Works coupons. Do you want to go? <laughs> But how do you know which store she yeah, wants which, to go which to? Which one do you? Oh, she wants to go to um, Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. Are you sure? Are you sure she wants to go to Bath and Body Works and not Bed Bath and Beyond? Because they're the ones that always send the coupons. That's See? Bed Bath and Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. They, they they put it they put it on Pier One. I don't think they have those anymore. Do they? I don't <laughs> think they do. Hey, this is Taylor and Jen. Who's this? This is Laura. I have an old dad joke that my papa used to tell me. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Did you ever see Charlie Brown ride his bicycle upside down on the porch in the rain? No. No. <laughs> yeah, he, we would say that, and he goes, ha-ha, got you. I don't get it. And neither did I, but he would say that to everybody. <laughs> when we were little. So it was they just like awesome. one of those absurd no point jokes. Just a complete nonsense yeah. joke. Uh-huh. I am literally sitting here feeling cheated that there was no punchline to that joke. And now I'm planning on telling this to a bunch of people. It's <laughs> the dumbest dad joke I have ever heard. I, 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 uh, I think you might be same right. Here. Yeah, same here. Do you have anybody that you want to say fa- happy Father's Day to? I would like to say happy Father's Day to my wonderful husband, who is, has been the father of our two wonderful children, mm-hmm. and our oldest one is going to turn thirty, and our youngest one is twenty-five, and he's still doing great. That's good. being a good dad and a great grandpa. It's not something that either Taylor or I have experienced. No, now, my mother did. My mother was one of seven kids, um, but large families. You know what? what What's it like to be in there with all those other kids? Or in the case of our friend Rajan, what's it like to have all those kids? Think about a KitchenAid. You know how it like blends by itself or whatever? (laughs) Yeah. Like automatically. A blender? Yeah, but it's like no bowl. (laughs) Like there's nothing containing it. There's no cover? (laughs) No, no, not at all. But uh, it's fun. It's wild, (laughs) but it's great. It's amazing. (laughs) Tales from large families. We (laughs) want to hear those stories that kind of tells us what it's like to be in a large family in a nutshell. I never considered myself to be in a large family, but I have three siblings. They all happen to be sisters. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Yes, Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And with that, there is only one story I'm going to tell because it's the one story I can't remember. Apparently, my mom didn't remember to count to four one day, and I was left at the front step (laughs) waiting for three whole minutes as she ran into town that we lived a couple miles outside of, and she unloaded all three daughters and found out her son was not there. Um, And so she literally... Piled all the girls back in the in the car and ran back out, and I was still standing in front of the front door, <laughs> waiting. 
Our friend Ashley says she has a unique spin on this large family conversation. So I have a small family myself, but I'm a teacher. So Oh, you have a large family. I do. I, it got a little weird during the pandemic because I also got like 34 dogs and 11 cats. So <laughs> like, the amount of teacher skills allows you to be like, Oh, I see your dog in, in, you know, what's his name? And now I suddenly have, like, every screen was full of dogs within, like, 30 seconds. I saw parts of rooms that parents would never want me to see. Like, they would be like, let's play hide and seek. Guess which room I'm in? And I'm like, oh, okay, we were going to do language, but that's fine. Let's do that. This is legitimately Taylor's favorite time of the year. It's so fun. Not only does he have a fantastic dad. But he has a fantastic love of really bad dad jokes. And you have been providing me with so much (laughs) terrible material, and it makes me so happy. Okay, so both of you close your eyes. Okay. Take your age times two. Okay. Divide that by three. Oh, boy. Okay. Add 100. Uh Uh-huh. You probably have your answers, but keep your eyes closed. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. I'm ready. It's dark in there, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Bonnie! (laughs) My dad used to get such a kick out of that joke. He called it all the grandkids. (laughs) Ask me if I remember my summer family vacations. Do you remember your summer family vacations? Yeah, most of them. Mm -hmm. Vague. Now, ask me if I remember all the things that went wrong on summer family vacations. (laughs) Do you remember the things that went wrong? Oh! got stories. Those are the memories that I remember. Well, and that's what Dr. Heidi was talking about is you have these high expectations for summer and for so many things, but you need to embrace the value of imperfect memories because those are some of the best memories you make. Well, they're definitely the memorable memories that you make for sure. One of my best imperfect summer memories is from my wedding, actually. Oh, really? Lindsay and I got married in late May of 2011 and The first thing that went wrong was that she had strep throat. (laughs) Which is not what any bride wants on On our wedding wedding day. And so we're driving home. The wedding venue's like an hour drive back to the townhouse that we were going to move into together. And, you know, this drive, she's got strep throat. She's having a hard time talking. So I'm just trying to tell her about, like, all my hopes and dreams for our future together and how excited. (laughs) Like, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to keep her distracted from how miserable she's feeling. And we get to the townhouse and we realize... That the key to the townhouse is still back at the wedding venue. Oh, Taylor. An hour away. An hour! So first we had to call back to the wedding and be like, hey, uh, we're <laughs> locked out. Can someone drive the key back to our townhouse, please? And your new wife is sitting in your vehicle with strep throat. So we're sitting in the parking lot of these townhouses, have to kill about an hour. <laughs> and so we opened up. The box of all of the wedding cards. And we had had people sign these things with like their best wedding advice for us. And so now I'm telling it from the perspective of someone who wasn't sick with strep throat. But for me, that is such a beautiful and sweet moment of like Lindsay and I have been married for like an hour at this point. And we're sitting in her yellow Dakota Sport pickup truck with the cow catcher on front. (laughs) And we're just flipping through all these cards and all these things that people had written to us, our best friends, our family members. And it's actually like one of the most beautiful memories of our marriage to me. Summer sometimes means 
having to manage your expectations <laughs> because we're all like summer, summer vacations, but summer vacations often go wrong. And those vacations going wrong actually lead to some pretty awesome memories. So if you've got the best thing that ever went wrong, we would love to hear that memory. We were in Vegas with a couple of friends and we were in the airport. We had just gotten through TSA waiting for our plane. We get a notification that our flight has been canceled. Oh. So we're just, we're like, well, what do we do now? All of us had to work the next day. It ended up turning into a 20-hour drive home. Wasn't the girls' choice, but the boys chose to go ahead and rent a vehicle and drive all the way back to Iowa. Yay. Wow. Yeah. It was, I mean, I guess it was memories. Yeah. <laughs> Guess you made a memory. Are you still talking about it? Oh, yeah. It's probably one of the best stories that I have. What was that 20-hour road trip like? Um, I saw a tumbleweed. I saw a tumbleweed for the first time. We ended up getting, you know, magnets from, I can't remember what states we went through. I think we went through, like, New Mexico Uh and Colorado. I don't know. Colorado. I know we went through, like, Utah and Colorado and, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you hearing yourself? It was, it was fine. I got a magnet. I got a magnet out of the deal. I saw a tumbleweed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the little things, right? Yeah. Sometimes the things that go wrong make the best memories. Right after my husband and I were married, um, I have a sister that lives in Arizona, and we don't see him very often. And so she booked us a flight to go see him. We get to the airport that morning, and we can't find our terminal. And so we walk, like, up and down the terminals of Des Moines Airport. And, it, you know, it's not very big. It didn't take that long. But we cannot find this terminal. And so I'm looking at our tickets. I'm like, Are, is it like the right day? So I'm looking like it's the right day. It's the right time. It's our name. Look down and I see one tiny little mistake. It says Kansas City International Airport. Oh, oh no. no. You're in the we wrong the airport. Wrong. You're in the wrong state. <laughs> yeah. It takes us 48 hours to get to Arizona. But the best part of the whole trip, it, we live in the country, and so we don't go to the city very often. And the best part of the whole trip, I have a video of my husband at Starbucks, and he is like, just like beside himself. He's like, well, first we went to the wrong airport, and now I'm paying $5 for a cup of coffee. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.